What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Viral Music Hub Podcast. My name is Lawrence O'Brien, your host per usual. And today I have Jason Vilches uh as my and i say that right i hope i said that right <laughs> yep jason Vilches. Okay. oh okay oh, <laughs> i was i always get nervous i'm like i'm gonna mess this name up i'm gonna make i'm gonna make everybody mad and um all right cool but jason i'm glad to have you here and um you are an interesting enigma when it comes to <laughs> thank you <laughs> um because uh, no, because it's funny, and I didn't get really the chance to listen, but like I told you before the show started, Bon, um, you have like covers of uh, the Godzilla theme and Batman themes mm-hmm. on your page, but then yet you have this EP that's like a metal EP. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to make of you. What what are you? <laughs> what are you? You are an interesting person, Jason. How, tell me more about yourself and like how you got into music and everything, man. I I, I just like to to see you know where people come from and that their journey started. Oh yeah, of course. And uh, yeah, I like that. I like being the enigma. That's kind of uh, kind of fun. Uh, so I come from a long line of musicians. It was kind of inevitable that I would become a musician. My dad is a fantastic musician. He plays saxophone and he sings and plays piano. My, my aunt played the flute, I believe. And my grandpa played like the saxophone. Like we we're all marching band kids for forever. And I know my grandpa always talks about like, I have a great grandfather who would like just throw parties and would like just get drunk and play on the piano with the entire family there. So from what I know of my family history, music was inevitable. Uh, so I started out playing trumpet in like, like my elementary band, played that all the way through high school. And then when high school came around, that's when I picked up the guitar because I'm like, I kind of want to learn how to play guitar. And then from there, it's just been it's been off to the races. That's I know fun- for me personally. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, go ahead. No, because it, oh, it's funny because your journey is very similar to mine. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Very, <laughs> very similar to mine. I was the same. I started in concert band in school. I played the trombone, believe it or not. <laughs> nice, nice. I was just this small little freaking kid, you know, in sixth grade had a had a freaking trombone on his shoulder. You know, it's like <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, yeah, middle school came around, and I just kind of got over the the band thing. I was my my band teacher was kind of an asshole, so I, I, I kind of <laughs> he, he was very annoying, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And then um, I think it's like a requirement to be a band teacher because, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, not I think as, we all have not, that. <laughs> not all of them, but like, there's some are just oh yeah, they're yeah bad <laughs> uh mr kreisberg uh man oh man uh but uh yeah and then i all myself and, and then after that i uh guitar hero really uh inspired me mm. i was like man i want to do this like for real like i, I want to actually do this i'm like this is this is sick and i'm like um but it opened a gateway to hell and you know and <laughs> here we are here yeah we are. And here we are so yeah you kind of had a similar journey as i did right oh, kind of had obsessed the, with guitar hero as well i still have my my rock band drum set in the garage right oh, now yeah nice <laughs> nice nice i even uh, took the extra step of getting like the pro one that has like the pedals and the double bass i went oh, all in on that <laughs> oh my god oh you know, oh. I, I don't want to know how much money I spent on downloading songs for like Rock Band 3 or whatever, because it's too much. <laughs> oh. I, I tell you, like, it's weird, man. Music game, music games were like 
just for there's a five year window there where just music games were the biggest thing in the freaking world. And then they yeah. just dropped off the face of the map, man. I don't right? know what happened. It was so weird. It was like a wave that just came and just kind of went. And now there's like none of them. Yeah. <laughs> there's, right? Yeah, it, it's it's so weird. It, it was like this big thing, and now then music video games just kind of left, and and they're they're gone now. And I, it's really disappointing because I think uh, those games, like you know, help. It certainly helped me want to do it. It certainly made a lot of other people I think want to do it too. In, in terms of. Yeah picking up a guitar or whatever, you know, for rock band, especially they had the other instruments, you know, is, yeah. you know, it's uh, it were, I think, I think it really was something that uh, I think helped a lot of people, um, you know, get started if get a yeah. bass point, you know, and uh, it's on. Oh, I started playing drums yeah. <laughs> it was through rock band. Yeah, <laughs> I no. didn't have a drum set. I just, just play them on the rock band because that's when I had the cymbals and stuff. That's yeah. how I got started playing drums. And it's like, it was a right. gateway for a lot of people, a lot of like, my sister would have never listened to Avenged Sevenfold, but she's right. like, no, I love playing almost easy. Or, well, not was the other one. Um, the, the, the other one, but like the more popular ones. Like, I love this song. I love playing it on drums. Like, yeah. she, she never would have listened to Avenged Sevenfold if it wasn't for rock band. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a great opening. And yeah, like, people were willing to spend sometimes hundreds of dollars on different, like, peripherals and stuff like oh, the yeah. guitars the drums even the, there's a dj one and all DJ that dj hero it's <laughs> all gone yeah I, I i think dj hero was where things started to go very much downhill <laughs> I, I think that kind <laughs> of a started, step too far i think that kind of started the slide of like it was like oh no like i mean maybe we went a little too far here <laughs> but uh yeah no it was weird and i just yeah they kind of came and went there's not that really not around anymore. Um, I feel bad for the kids that are growing up now. Cause you know, now it's like, you don't have that now that you got to get that initial interest, get, you get peaked and, and then you kind of want to go and pursue it. That's not really there anymore. So, yeah. you know, in turn, maybe less guitarists coming out of the woodwork and, and and whatnot so i don't know it, you know maybe that'd be i'd love to see like a correlation of that some sort of statistical research on that it would be a very interesting <laughs> study i think let's get that academic study uh funded right now yeah i know yeah <laughs> definitely it's gonna set up a gofundme for that i'm like yeah i want to find out <laughs> i want to find the numbers <laughs> so yeah so then you picked up the guitar and then it kind of just went from there when did you like really start like making music jason like what what was the Ooh. time frame where you were like i'm gonna like make music too you know and not just be mm. a hobby <laughs> um so for most of when i was first starting out i was just place basically learning guitar and then i was just playing covers and stuff i want to say maybe around six to seven years ago is oh. when i started actually exploring like writing original music and that's because i started like i joined a band that was actually writing original music oh. it was like my first time ever doing that and i was in that band for forever it was like six years i want to say and then around 2020 was when i got kicked out of that band and i'm like oh, okay i'm just gonna do this on my own no. having having now got the skills to actually like do it and obviously the pandemic was a big like just linchpin for uh, lots of people but for me personally that was my moment to be like you know what i'm just gonna do it what you know what tomorrow's not guaranteed i'm just gonna go for it i don't care if it sounds good or not you can't get better if you don't put out anything right 
So right. I just kind of went in with that mindset and started writing and releasing music 2020 and I haven't stopped since. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So kind of relatively uh, new to the, to, you know, to it. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. It's that's, that's, I mean, that sucks that you got kicked out of a band, but I guess, you know, everything happens for a reason <laughs> sometimes. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe not everything happens for a reason, but like, you know, sometimes it's just like fate, I guess, you know. Um, in hindsight it definitely was like something that needed to happen and i'm definitely grateful because like i learned just i I learned how to be a songwriter i learned how to like write music in that experience and i got to meet a lot of musicians and i just i learned a lot of lessons through that that kind of helped me become the musician i am today so yeah that that i want to hear i was not happy at the moment i'm glad it happened (laughs) i want jason i want to hear those lessons i think this that could be a very good um teaching point for a lot of people listening to this podcast that maybe are just starting out in bands or maybe are thinking of get going into a band um (laughs) what did you learn uh i learned that it is very easy as a musician to get in your own way because especially if you're like the type of person that it, either you're a perfectionist or you're a self-doubter you can literally be in a band for almost six years have put in a ton of work writing stuff and never release anything it's exactly what happened with us because the songs were just never good enough or we could like no we can just make it that much better if we just do this and the next thing you know it's been six years nothing has come out wow. so i just say don't be afraid to to just not get in your own way like wow, that's... you can never get better if you never release anything no you know? that's crazy six years you went without making it that's un- unbelievable yeah and <laughs> you would have think, figured you would have made something by accident you know in that time frame <laughs> you know sometimes right? you, sometimes it's like you just <laughs> yeah you know it's funny i was talking to when i was talking to simplified characters on the last episode um um justin he uh he's a very loose as a songwriter, man. And that's like, yeah. I, th- I think like you get, people got to take a page from his book a little bit, man. Cause you just got to let go sometimes it just write. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> you're just thinking about it too much sometimes. And um, yeah, you gotta be very careful about that. You know? Cause then that's when, yeah, like you said, that's when stuff just doesn't get done. You're just, yeah. oh, this isn't going to be good enough. I got to throw it away and start something else. And then yeah. start something else. Cycle repeats blah 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 you've been changed your sound three times <laughs> yeah right right and you're just Played like one show <laughs> yeah and that's yeah so you're just not yeah you're running on a treadmill at that point basically you know you're chasing the, the twinkie on the treadmill uh, hanging yeah. out from yeah <laughs> yeah and it's just uh not not conducive but yeah no keep going what what else did you you learn from that experience Ooh, um i guess just you know that's a tough one because I'm trying to choose my words carefully because obviously <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, not a, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. not a happy breakup, but uh, we yeah. did come to a, some sort of agreement, you know, on on how everything was. But I definitely met a lot of really awesome musicians. And I definitely feel like, especially if you're the type of person like me, who you like doubt your abilities as a musician, or you find yourself comparing yourself to people who are way better than you or like, I'm never going to be able to play like that. It's like just you'd be surprised how far you can go by just not being an asshole, (laughs) by just being nice and easy to work with. Even if you're not that great of a player, you can go pretty far and people will want to work with you. They'll, they'll choose you over the guy who's like way more talented than you, but they're a dick, you know, you can go really far. You're you're supposed to be working together and it's not going to be fun being the force to work 
in like a band setting like that with someone you just can't get along with. Yeah. You know, I actually, this is like, and I, I can't, I've actually lost track of how many times people have told me this on the show. You know, it's like, this is yeah. like, it, it's just <laughs> further hammering that point. It's like, the, literally it's it's sometimes it's just as easy as just not being uh hard to work with you know like that yeah. like don't yell at the sound guy don't be that guy like don't you know you know be rude to freaking you know just don't just don't be an asshole like you said it's like yeah. generally just don't <laughs> you know yeah they don't don't yell at the guy for your vocal levels not being right or something it's like be understanding be thoughtful it's like shit happens like it's a live setting it's live music yeah. <laughs> and the word live shit happens. It's not a studio setting. Things, things will go wrong and they, they will go wrong. <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I am sure they have for you. <laughs> I, I think everybody who's played live has had something, some oh, ridiculous yeah. thing happened to them. Where you're just like, God damn it. Like, are you kidding me? It's like, yeah, it's true. I think that's another good lesson too, is just be, pre- be prepared for the spontaneous when you're playing live. Like, you don't know yeah, like, that's shit. part of the joy of live. Like just be, <laughs> don't come in with like crazy expectations, you know? Cause like, yeah, you might break a string on stage, whatever, just fucking keep playing, dude. They're not going to fucking care. Yeah. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, just keep playing it. You're going to blend. It's it probably going to blend in, you know, like at the end of the day, yeah. it's, you know, it, it is, it's simple as that. Sometimes it's just got to part of the joy of playing live is that sometimes you just don't know what's going to happen. And sometimes that's part of the fun. Yeah. It might right. not be fun at the moment, but right. later you'll have a great story to talk about the time that your guitar like fell right in the middle of the song or that like you messed up that note or whatever. It's like, yeah, that's part of the fun of playing live is that the spontaneity of everything. Yeah. You, what were your, some of your best experiences you had playing live music? Like, would you say? Ooh, so I think probably just the, the biggest show that I've ever actually done, because I haven't got a lot of chances to play live doing like original stuff yet. That's on the goal. But my acoustic band, Teacher's Pet, we've been playing off and on for God, like 10 years at this point. We just do like covers and stuff, but uh, okay. we got the opportunity to play at like uh, Chain Reaction, which is a pretty big like venue here in California up in Anaheim. Oh, wow. And it was one of those like pay to play kind of things. There was like six bands on there. They were all metal bands. We totally did not fit at all. But it was still amazing because obviously we just we just do coverage. We didn't have original stuff at all. But like it was just me and my buddy Thomas. He's up there with his ukulele. I'm up there with my acoustic guitar. It's just the two of us singing. And then we start singing to a bunch of just like teenagers and stuff in the crowd, obviously there to see the metal bands and stuff. And we start singing, start singing Elvis. And the whole crowd just starts singing along with us. That's and it was crazy. amazing. I, I have never just that, that amount of joy. I will always be striving to feel again because <laughs> it was amazing. That's that's really cool that, you know, that, you, that stuff like that is hard to just like replicate. You know, it's it's uh, you know, it, it's like a flash in the pan sort of like, wow, like that. That really just yeah. happened, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, and, and, you know, God bless the kids. You know, I, I'm glad that you know, we're getting a little more like tolerable and maybe a little more like as generations go, like maybe a little more like nicer about stuff like that, because yeah. I'm sure a lot of people in the past went going for a metal show and you played that music probably <laughs> would not have gotten that reaction. <laughs> yeah, start dodging beers, getting thrown. Yeah, like, like what, the, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> we're doing love songs. I want to be angry today. 
What's this Simon and Garfunkel bullshit? Get this on the stage. <laughs> yeah, no, times are definitely have changed in terms of that. You know, people are a little more open-minded, I think. So I think so too. That's pretty cool <laughs> that they that they uh they were into that. That's that's sick. Um but uh yeah, so what are some of your um what would you say are some of your inspirations music-wise, like uh bands, musicians, whatever, you know, like Ooh, okay, so I'm going to go with the kind of the schmaltzy answer a little bit first, and then I'll go to the actual artist answer. Um, so my dad is my biz- biggest musical inspiration. He always has been ever since I was a kid because uh, he was or was in cover. Band. He was in a specific cover band for like almost 20 years. Most of my most of my life from like a kid till I was like maybe 20 or whatever. He was in an oldies cover band. And like, I just have so many memories. All of the songs they played are ingrained in my head, but I have so many memories of just like looking at him upstage because he was the lead singer. He was playing piano and doing saxophone and stuff. And just like, just seeing that and being like, I want to, I want to do that. I want to be that. Like he, he was a huge inspiration to me musically. And like the fact that I get to sometimes like, he, he will sometimes write together or maybe he'll like, if I ask him, he'll lay his saxophone down on a track of mine or piano on a track of mine is like one of my greatest things that we share together. It just like brings me so much joy to the, like my biggest musical hero right there gets to like, we get to work together and it's like a really cool thing that we, we bond over together. Wow. That's really cool. <laughs> I'm, je- I'm jealous. Most of my immediate family has absolutely no musical inclination whatsoever. <laughs> and my dad especially (laughs) (laughs) it's okay you're starting the train in the in your family i guess so (laughs) you're the starting point (laughs) i guess yeah my cousin played a little like ukulele though he's he can can play a little bit like yes but so i mean at least there's some hope for (laughs) for us (laughs) but yeah so like like watching him has definitely inspired me to be like wanting to be like especially in like cover bands and stuff like i know there's a lot of original artists out there who like despise the idea of playing covers and stuff it's like no i i love it the fact that i can yeah. just go out there and play stuff like that yeah. that's always i always love the opportunity to play live and if i've got to do that doing covers hey that's cool with me yeah, so like- that was like like that for sure but like as far as like when it comes to my originals stuff my my top two have always been system of a down and lincoln park the third spot kind of rotates around a bit yeah. sometimes it's green day sometimes it's like pitch shifter or something but it's always system of a down always lincoln park those are my two big two right there interesting wow system of a down in lincoln park wow that's <laughs> interesting i i honestly would not have ever guessed that so i i i really would not have <laughs> but that's that's cool though <laughs> now like how would would you describe your sound as you're developing Ooh. it right now jason that is a very good question i feel like i should ask you because i feel like you know more because like every time i sit and think like well i'm a little bit of metal but then i also release like a rock song but then i'm like i might do electronic stuff i definitely feel like i write more in the hard rock and like dipping my toe into metal a little bit but a little a bit more on the melodic side like i can do the screams and stuff but i don't do just that i like having vocals to you know that you can attach to i definitely like things that are melodic and yeah i like riffs that are melodic so i'll just say melodic hard rock melodic heavy metal maybe yeah i think that's a really good way to describe it honestly i i mean from what i've i've heard on your ep it's it's very much like 
in that in that subcategory i would say you know it's like there's a lot of chugging riffs and stuff you have there but like yeah you also do the like you know kind of like the that the like melodic like lead stuff and like um yeah and and everything you mix up the vocals for sure it's oh not yeah it's not all one just one thing or the one way or the other um, like having variety <laughs> yeah no it's really i i really enjoyed your ep a lot man uh desolate it's uh it's really good um i uh i just like i like um yeah like villain is great i mean i mean they're oh, thank all like, you <laughs> villain's really good um I'm trying to remember i, I had I haven't listened to it in a couple of days, so I'm a little <laughs> no rusty worries. here. I'm looking at the track list here. I'm like, um, yeah, and Mal, and I found it very interesting. You decided to close the EP with um an acoustic song, which seemed to be about your daughter. I I assume that was yeah, that was about. I thought that was really nice. Um, very mm-hmm. touching. Um, nice little like change of pace to kind of finish it off, like a wind down, yeah. good like wind down track. Um, yeah, to, to close it um yeah like but that's pretty awesome to, uh that your insulter inspired you to write that about her you know it's like oh yeah i, I know that's that's probably got to have been a, like a life-changing thing I mean, how old is how old is she now uh she turned five a couple of months ago oh wow <laughs> so, oh my god yeah so, <laughs> so, yeah uh, I'm, I'm sure that like you know definitely changed a whole lot you know for you um and, oh yeah absolutely you know and especially in, i'm sorry in in music wise too you know like oh um, yeah <laughs> yeah I, I think i think that softens us up a little bit you know <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely you you re, it kind of just refocuses your whole view on life and everything when you you have a kid and just god i i, I love her so much it's like oh god like uh, I think the thing that I really wanted to capture in that song specifically, because like it, it's there's so many songs out there that are just like ab- about being a parent and how like either how awesome it is or like how amazing it is. But I wanted to kind of so that it would like fit in with the EP a little bit more because obviously it's about sad stuff and whatnot. But like I wanted to also add in the other isn't another element of being a parent is just that kind of fear that comes with like oh yeah, like, I love this little bundle of joy so much and the world is a shitty place and I'm just terrified of how they're gonna, if they're gonna, uh, like, the world's gonna try and ruin this and I wanted to kind of add that in because that's also, like, I feel like something as parents that maybe we don't talk about that much is, like, it is amazing to be a parent but there's also a lot of just fear and scared and pressure and worry that comes with that as well. Like, I want to kind of incorporate that as yeah, well. No, that's actually, that's really good. Like, I love that, that added layer to that, the parenting experience that you kind of put in there. That's, that's like a really good point. You know, I, and I think, uh, I'm sure there's a fear for a lot of parents, not especially now. Yeah. I mean, the way things are going right now in this world. Whew, yeah. I can't even, yeah, imma- I can't even imagine what, you know, thinking for your kids, you know, and your, their future right now, it's like, it's it's yeah. a it's a crazy place out there at the moment and uh yeah there's a lot of uncertainty a lot of uh fear like you said and and I, yeah and i think that's important to to write about that part of the uh you know the fathering experience at this point and uh for you oh yeah you know and uh no, I, I think that's a really neat. The track is called unconditional by the way folks if you want to yeah. <laughs> listen to it off his uh um ep is called desolate um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just, I really liked it a lot. Um, 
what um do you have anything down the pipe for the future at all or uh like too much i would say working? oh yeah you're kind of all a little all over the place like oh yeah are we talking so, like, like different genres and stuff or like or different sound i think so yeah nice nice <laughs> nice yeah you seem like you're very versatile i mean i mean you're I, one second you're playing an acoustic cover band and then next you're doing like sludge metal uh <laughs> I, you know Al, ep and then then in the next you're doing a godzilla cover <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like having that variety uh so yeah i have so much projects and stuff that's going on that it's like it's hard to keep track of it all but like maybe like maybe a month after my ep dropped my one of my buddies that i met through playing in the band my buddy denny denny skyless he hit me up he's like hey i've had this idea for a project for like forever and i've tried working with people but none of them really want to see my vision any chance you could help me with this i'm like uh sure so we got something in the works he wants to kind of do original music kind of like Bauhaus uh cure kind of like 80s like dark wave style stuff Ooh. which is gonna be really interesting because he does like growl vocals so it's like i'm still not sure how we're gonna make that work but that's unique <laughs> that is interesting wow be very so, interesting but so, like all so those kind of like are written we just need vocals yeah. uh, so it's kind of like a post-punk like uh sort of deal like um well maybe we'll see <laughs> yeah that was, that's kind of that's kind of what i was like envisioning when you said that but you know, maybe I'm a little off base. I, I don't know. I, I'm curious to hear this now because that sounds actually right? incredibly, <laughs> I'm incredibly intrigued by that. That's just I love everything about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. So um, we got all I got all the instrumentals like done for that. We just got to sit down and find a time where we're both free to record vocals. So that's that project. Then obviously my my acoustic band Teachers Pet just released our first single and we're actually like this week we're gonna go back and try and record a second song hey. we're gonna be working on an ep as well that's wow. gonna be really fun <laughs> oh wow you got a lot of stuff going on that's awesome D very different projects all over the the, the spectrum yeah for you. so that's that's awesome dude i i that's great to hear i mean um it's good to have like a lot of different types of material you know you kind of reach different audiences that way and uh yeah um you have a little more you know widespread appeal and you kind of can uh uh, hit some different targets uh, when when you do that too. So that, that's really cool. Yeah. I know and some when people... you venture outside of your style, you you learn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. A better musician. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think there's a, a little too much of a fixation now, and people kind of try to stay do the same thing, and they stick to this niche, you know, because they know yeah. it. They know that like they got this this audience that will will hit it. Um, you know, like, and you know, and it, it's, it's honestly. And I get why people do it on TikTok, um, but I see a lot of it. It's like, hey, I sound like th this person, this person, this person, and this person. And I'm like, I, I get a little worried when people do that because it's. I almost think it's like you're kind of pigeonholing yourself a little bit. You yeah. know, you're kind of like putting yourself in a cage when you do that. I think, you know, you're kind of like saying this is what I sound like and that's what I, you know, I'm, people are going to listen yeah. to. And <laughs> I, 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 I think that's like, and I get it because I know people do that to get a certain segment, you know, a market segment, uh, marketing terms. Watch out, folks. The minor, the minor, the, the, minor, the marketing miners come out again. Oh, no. Here they come. Watch him. He's coming. He's going he's to throw some terms at you. But yeah, no, I, I mean, I get it because I know that from a marketing point, I, I get there what they're trying to do. And, you know, you're trying to hit that market segment 
that listens to that stuff. And there's, trust yeah. me, there's a lot of people that like that stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> that sad, sad girl music. I like to call it. <laughs> and I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that in like a bad, I'm not trying to be like a, a dickhead about it, you know, but like, <laughs> like, no, it's like, that's kind of like a, like a big trend right now. So like a lot, I know a lot of people are trying to like kind of hitch their wagon to like, Hey, I sound like them too, you know, but like, yeah. I don't know for me, just like be, be you, man. Like, yeah, just don't worry about who you sound like too much. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I asked you what, what you think you sound like, but I didn't ask like, what, who do you think you sound like, like in terms of like a, another band or something, you know? And, yeah. That's, that's like, I don't, I would never be able to answer that. If someone asked me, I'm like, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like one, one moment I'm playing jazz chords, the next moment I'm playing fucking like, you know, <laughs> like I'm shred, I'm doing shredding, like, you know, I'm shredding shit, yeah. random shit. I'm like, I don't, I don't know, dude. But the next moment I'm playing like some acoustic progression. I got, I don't know who yeah. I sound like. I have no fucking idea. I'm just like, I sound like a lot of different things, I guess. I just, I don't like yeah. to, I don't like to confine myself to a box, you know? It, exactly. I think that's, I think that's kind of, the thing that like I uh, respect a lot about Lincoln Park is that they're literally at the height of their game with hybrid theory and meteor with their new metal uh, sound. And they're yeah. like, I don't, uh, I don't, they're just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Can we just go like more alternative metal and then just kind of go pop a little bit? Like they would just, they, they did not care about like sticking to their niche. Like as like, I really respected the fact that they, like obviously it must have been terrifying for them to be like we're gonna completely venture outside of like our genre oh, because as musicians we feel we we this is the direction we want to like we want to try we want to experiment and if it works it works if it doesn't oh well we tried yeah. and i really respect that i like not pigeonholing yourself to like one specific genre just trying stuff because that's that's fun yeah i i think that i, I think that actually kind of uh was was uh a big factor in uh you know what happened to chester unfortunately uh is uh, yeah. the reception to that last album was a lot yeah. of the old fans were like throwing stones like big time like <laughs> big, big big stones big time like yeah like, i mean really bad and chester bennington was like actively defending his like choice to like make that yeah. music and uh and I think I think that definitely broke them a little bit, you know, more. Yeah, I I think like people are a little bit more gentle on it now because like obviously I yeah, I, I'm, I'm doing TikToks about like Linkin Park for a while now, but like I remember just how much vitriol they got when the first single dropped yeah. for Heavy, oh. which is like then like it was bad. I, 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 like, I, remember. I remember having yeah, I remember it. I remember being one of the first people in my like friend. I haven't have to defend them to like people in my friend group all the time. And like I, I would say is like like if you stop listening after Meteora, I understand that this is different. But if you follow their album since, you understand the trajectory. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can follow the path. But if you just stopped at the beginning, then I then this is a bit of a culture shock. I get that, but I definitely feel like people have turned around on it. Unfortunately, because of what happened with Chester and the tragedy of all that which is unfortunate because I actually really like that album a lot. I, I do. I love that they were just felt like, let's just experiment and see what happens. I, let's go a little bit more in this direction. I like bits and pieces of it. I don't like a lot of it, but I, you know, at the same time, <laughs> yeah, and, now, and now I, I get it, you know, I get why he wanted to do it, you know, it more now I definitely get it, you know, from being, from really actively playing music and being a lot more interested in different stuff now, like, 
Yeah, I, I I get what he what he was trying to do. You know, like he was, you know, he wanted to do something, but you know, they immediately jumped. It was like sell out, sell out. You're selling out. You know, that was <laughs> that was the big thing. It was like, um, yeah, you know, sell out. Um, it's it was, funny because on on my podcast we did dedicated a whole episode to me just ranting about this very topic. <laughs> it was like I'm, I'm like I remember like, talking all, about that. Like, yeah, like dude, <laughs> he didn't need to sell out anyway. <laughs> like, he, yeah. Hybrid hybrid theory and Meteor was like multi or multi platinum like yeah I'm even sure like you... minutes to midnight and living things are also like yeah, big yeah. hits too yeah like it wasn't really like he was just doing something different like you you didn't make yeah. make any more money like, <laughs> yes. I know and the thing that like we kind of all came to the conclusion of is like when I think of like sellout which I I still think is kind of like an outdated term I don't think people care about that as much now as they did but. Yeah. I when I think of sellout, I don't think of Lincoln Park. I think of Maroon Five. You know. Oof, yeah. Oh <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, to me, that album, the Lincoln Park's last album, does not give me Maroon Five vibes at all. You know. Yeah, I mean, for me, like I know, um, for me, it was like when like Lit moved down to Nashville, and then they just like mm. started playing literally just country, and yeah, that, that was like I'm like that's weird like yeah <laughs> like you're not even like i don't know it's just really i was i thought that was a weird thing you know that's or the guy of... from stain trying to be a country artist now too is a little weird <laughs> oh Aaron a, Lewis. A, a, yep <laughs> yeah the country boy is all all he'll ever be so yeah kid rock who was born in the north oh, God. from rich don't, family don't get don't, <laughs> oh, God, don't get me started on him oh my god oh anyway, do, yep Please tell me you've seen the new music video he did. Oh, oh yeah. That was painful. It was quite bad. Quite I, bad. I, <laughs> I got so much secondhand embarrassment from watching that. I'm like, boy, he yep. uh, he, he identified his target audience. I'm like, sure did. They're sh- eating it up, I'm sure. <laughs> he sure did. I'm like, well, he leaned into that. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah, I I think ever since he basically complete like like just took the whole sweet Alabama riff and just like literally put his own mel- like melody over it, it was like yep. <laughs> and I think that was just when things just started to go very much downhill for for him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I was like oh god, he's so intolerable. What an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I I wholeheartedly agree. And that, I, I don't song... talk trash about a lot of musicians online. I do not feel bad talking about oh, talking no. trash about Kid Rock. <laughs> that song is fucking terrible. And I don't I don't like and I don't try to throw that around a lot, that term a lot, but that song is fucking terrible. It is not just <laughs> it's not just the idea of it, it's the whole thing. It's the music, it's the it's the like the bass player's awful heart, like uh our uh, vocals like it's like <laughs> it, it, everything it's just so bad it it literally sounded like one of the south park guys doing this their randy voice yeah everybody it, tell me how to live. It, 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 yeah like it literally, it literally <laughs> sounded yeah that song yeah that you know what that's like you know what that song sounded like if like south park decided to do a parody of a kid rock song exactly that's <laughs> like, exactly like, what it like, sounded like that's that's like what <laughs> that that song basically is it's like if, if like south park decided to make fun of kid rock that's the song that they would make in the show <laughs> uh, like i'm like how did 
how did anybody let that see the light of day? I, I just, I don't understand. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, don't worry. I'm sure many guys in their their oversized wheel uh, pickup trucks are are blaring it out their windows while their Blue Lives Matter flags are flying. The back <laughs> of the, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they're enjoying it a lot. So I'm sure. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Th- thanks for derailing our podcast, Kid Rock. I, I don't I don't like you, you jerk. <laughs> um, what's a cover that you think is better than the original song? Ooh. So I think the way I'm going to go with this is just that like there's songs that I like never realized were covers. And I think that kind of like speaks to how powerful that the cover is that like in our collective zeitgeist, we just assumed it was the original, like, like girls just want to have fun by Cindy Lauper. Like that's a, that's a cover. It's like, really? It's so like, I, it's so synonymous with the eighties with her, like, I just I, I could not even imagine then like, going back and like no like a dude wrote that song. Yeah. I was like that's a little creepy when he like says something about like being 17 or 16 or something like that. This is a little creepy that a guy wrote this song. I, I kind of glad that Cindy Lauper like kind of took over the image of that song so that you just assume that it's her song, which yeah. it, it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a weird thing going back on in like the 50s and 60s where there's like these dudes were like writing like songs but like not for like them <laughs> and it would yeah. be, they'd just be like literally like oh i gotta write a, a song for a girl <laughs> like let me yeah it was really it's just and some of those are just really weird and there's there was kind of like a lot of that going on back then so it, it is kind of weird yeah. um yeah one one that kind of like I always like I always throw at people and people almost never know this is like I, I people don't realize Black Magic Woman was not originally by like Carlos Santana's band. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a fleet. That's a Fleetwood Mac without like that's like Fleetwood Mac with Peter Green and Danny Kerwin and like those guys. Like, <laughs> the OG Fleetwood Mac, like before Stevie Nicks, before Lindsey Buckingham, like, you know, yeah. that it was like that's like a bl- blues song that you know peter green wrote you know with the, yeah and yeah. uh and then their version is fucking awesome but like everybody like no one realizes it half the time it's like yeah yeah uh, just we just think of santana <laughs> yeah that's a very overlooked era of fleetwood mac and I, I always tout it i always tout that and i like never shut up about it but <laughs> just we all have our hills that we're willing to die i on. <laughs> die on that hill all the time jason i i do i really <laughs> And I'm not even hating on Stevie Nicks and Lizzie, Lindsay Buckingham. Like that stuff is good too. Like, don't get me wrong, but there's a different band after that, you know, like, yeah, it's just, they really just became a very different band. Um, That, that iteration I thought just thought was so much more like raw, just blues power, you know, and just raw emotion. It's just, just, man, I don't know. It's just, it was really cool. Um, Yeah. Uh, that, that iteration of Fleetwood Mac was, was really great. And then even, uh, when Peter Green left and it was just Andy Kerwin, that was a really great um, portion of their discography too. Uh, Bear, Bear Trees is such a fucking great album. Um, so, so is uh, Future Games too, is, is both awesome albums. That was when Dan yeah. Kerwin took over the, the full lead duties and <laughs> guitar duties. Tragically, what happened to him though too. I mean, yeah. Oh my God, what a, what a story with uh, Ker- Danny Kerwin, man. I mean, 
uh mental health is no joke um no 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 and, it is uh, not <laughs> uh, I, I, for those who don't know like danny Kerwin basically like after those two those like three albums after peter green left he basically left and then just completely went like a wall like lived in shelters for the rest of his life and uh then died basically alone i mean it's pretty Oof. pretty pretty awful you know like wanted nothing to do with music for um for years and like basically like mick fleetwood had to like would have to like try to find him to give him his royalty checks yeah like would have to literally try to make sure like his royalty checks got to him because he was just so off the map at that point and uh, um yeah so it pretty pretty crazy story just fleetwood max very interesting history <laughs> that, that, yeah you could do, literally do a whole <laughs> podcast on on fleetwood mac history you probably, probably do like multiple episodes actually probably <laughs> that's, that's a very interesting band's uh history for sure um topsy-turvy can get pretty podcasts can get pretty niche about it's very very <laughs> specific topics and still have more than one episode so i could totally see that being a thing <laughs> so i'm gonna move away from music for a little bit um oh we got to make is that the mcdonald's sprite right there please tell me that's the uh, mcdonald's sprite oh yes uh, it's, it's dr pepper oh <laughs> wow <laughs> I can't imagine just going to McDonald's and not getting the McDonald's. Not getting the Sprite. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the shit of the immortals. <laughs> that's like it fuels the fuels the universe. Oh God. Yeah. I feel like you pour that on a wound, it would like cauterize it. <laughs> it's, it's it's like, I don't know. I don't know what they do with that stuff, man. It's it's good. <laughs> if they uh, put some sort of magic in there or something, they're not uh, telling us. God bless. <laughs> God bless the McDonald's a Sprite, man. Always good. But uh, yeah, from way, moving away from music for a little bit, like what? Um, well, actually, first of all, I found out recently that you also like pro wrestling. And I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, right? Was that was that you or am I my bugging or I'm probably thinking I might be thinking of somebody else. Uh, I, I mean, it might be, but I will say my, my co-host on my podcast is big into wrestling. Not, not oh, me. I didn't really grow oh. up watching it. <laughs> wow. Oof, I do. I... I do love me some uh, Bill Goldberg though, but that's for a different, not a non-wrestling reason. <laughs> Swing and a miss there folks. Oof, wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, I'm sorry. Anyway. I, it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I, I know that. Uh, I, I talked to too I many. Had, uh, I talked to too, too many, many guests. I talked to too many people. Clearly, I. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because like my, I I, weird weird family thing. I have an uncle who's young, technically younger than me by a couple of months. Um, but when I was growing up, because obviously we were around the same age, he was huge into wrestling and like he would watch it and stuff. But I never, it never really grabbed me. It's only like when me. Uh, yeah, I just I have very vivid memories of like going to a, maybe visit him like maybe once or twice and he would have like wrestling on and I would have no idea what was going on. <laughs> I yeah, wouldn't remember right, that. Right, right. <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, because I was gonna I was about to ask you all these questions wrestling, and now I, I'm just gonna have to crumble those up and throw, <laughs> throw them out the window now. Wow, that's embarrassing. Um <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh but yeah, like what else do you do outside of music, Jason? Like what 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 are some of your things Ooh. that you uh like to really kind of just delve into to escape music for a little while? I would think that my my biggest hobby outside of music is definitely gaming. I, I love nice. me some video games. <laughs> right. what, what, what are you what are you playing lately? 
I just finished because I, I haven't been gaming as much because I just I've been doing music so much that it definitely eats up what free time I have. Uh, but I, I feel just that recently finished. Yeah, uh. <laughs> I just recently finished Crash 4. And oh. yeah, I have a lot of feelings about that. <laughs> oh, man, I did not play Crash 4. Um, I had my reservations as I was like, uh, <laughs> dude, I just don't know about this one, man. Like, I don't know, because like the remakes they did were good of the of the first three. But like, yeah, I, I was like, I don't know if a fourth one is going to. Yeah. Good. And like. <laughs> I, I was obsessed with those Crash Bandicoot games. Like the maybe not the first one as much because obviously it's infamous, infamous me a little bit hard. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> that thing is fucking yeah. wants to make you pull your hair out. Oh my god! Yeah. So two know. and three, I have a lot more attachment to because one just way too hard. I I could never get past it without cheating and using cheat codes and stuff. So like two and three huge attachment to i've perfected them so many times on so many different platforms obviously played the remastered trilogy loved it so much had so much fun going back to this nostalgia finally got around to playing crash 4 and it was just way too hard it was way too hard like i was wow. so grateful that the game exists i had a lot of fun up to a certain point until but then just... i just i hit a brick wall and i was just like it was just like I was having my old man yell yells at Cloud. No, no. like this video game is too hard for me. I want to have fun when playing games. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. wasn't expecting Dark Souls level of pain from a crash game, but here we are. Literally uh, at my death counter was at like 60, oh like maybe 70 God. at that last level. Jesus. And I just got to that point where I'm like, I'm glad this game exists. I had a lot of fun with it. I am never playing this again yeah. once I beat it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like once you just get that done it, you're just like, yep, don't want to ever watch this or play this ever again. Just put it yeah. away. And, and there's just so much to do in that game. Cause like, uh, obviously with the other crash games, the original ones, two and three, you had your crystals, you got in the yeah. main story, you had your gems, which was, if you go ahead and went through the level, broke every box, you got the gems, there were color gems. Like it's yeah. pretty straightforward, right? There's way too much. They amped it way too much in Crash 4. So there's six gems for every single level. Oh one for dying less than three times. One for breaking all the boxes. Three for breaking most, getting most of the Wumpa Fruit. And then like, so all the levels, six for every level. Then you get about halfway through the game and they're like, by the way, there's inverted mode, which is where we change the color palette. And there's six gems in that as well. So oh, now every God. level has 12. <laughs> it's like, um... I am no, <laughs> no, I'm not being a completionist about this. No, thank you. That is no. going to take way too much time. And I'm already not having fun with the end yeah. of this game. I don't want to like take this and taint it with just rage. <laughs> I, I, I think sometimes these developers need to realize like sometimes less is more. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like sometimes you just don't need all that stuff. Like, you yeah know, it's just it's too much sometimes it's too much and i i know i get overwhelmed by some of these games now with all these quests and all this stuff and it's just like oh my yeah. god there's so much it's just like yeah i don't know it's just too much sometimes <laughs> yeah the thing for me is like because i don't have a lot of time to play video games anymore so like the, the when i actually do have time to play video games it's a special moment for me it's like, like oh my god i actually have time to play yeah so right. I would like the time when I actually have to play video games. I would like to enjoy that instead of feeling like I'm being challenged, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, no, I feel you, man. It's, you know, I like, I mean, I like challenging games, don't get me wrong, but when it's just like, 
you're dying like 50 times in a row and it's just like yeah it's just gets on one little section <laughs> it's, just, it's exhausting i mean i yeah. haven't even uh, i haven't even tried elden ring yet but that's that's the big mm, thing yeah. right now that's been you know i mean speaking of dark souls <laughs> you know <laughs> i I, try, I actually played the, the third one. That was the only one I ever mm. played, and I never finished it because I wanted to throw the disc out the window after <laughs> yeah. a while. It, it, I hear it does that to you. <laughs> I, yeah, it was... I, I feel like I'll, I'll probably get Elden Ring, and then I'll end up doing the same thing or whatever, but like I I, I don't know. I just kind of want to try it. Right now, I've been playing uh, yeah. you know, Pokemon for the most part. Oh yeah, I hear that's really good. Uh, right, Legends. <laughs> I have a friend who's obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah, Legends Arceus is pretty cool. I mean, I haven't gotten too far into it yet, but um, it, it's really neat. Um, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, did any other 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 game? What are some of your favorite games you've ever played? Like, ooh, some of your uh, all-time favorites. So, I I definitely like started my gaming journey by playing sonic so sonic 2 and 3 are some of my favorite games of all time play them on pretty much any any platform you can (laughs) yeah me too man me too well it's very funny because like sonic 3 is uh... funny though sonic 3 is an interesting uh problem that Mm -hmm. um where you don't see it a lot now on when they they make the collections and and Mm, stuff because of a very interesting music issue that they oh, have with Michael it. Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, for those who do not know, um, the plan for Sonic 3 was that they were gonna advertise it as like, hey, Michael Jackson made songs for the game. Then there was um, I think it was some sort of legal uh dispute him and his camp and the and Sega had, and then uh, yeah. you know, really um kind of through a whole wrench in it so there was some of his beats that the beats in there but yeah you know, they like yeah it was it, they but they didn't like call it michael jackson songs it's really very strange situation um, it is the songs like I, I there's tons of youtube videos out there if you want to look at them where they basically took a lot of like michael jackson's songs and kind of changed the melody just a little bit so it's not the same but it's close and you can hear the similarities in there it's it's crazy and there's so many different like versions of like why it didn't work out. Some people say it's legal. Some people say it's because Michael Jackson hated how the eight bit sounded. Yeah, and whatnot. yeah, that was like, <laughs> yeah. And then the plus and plus two, I guess like um, they had the that was start when the, the his uh, child scandal started popping up. Oh yeah, it was when it started around that time too. So yeah. it was kind of just a, a storm, a perfect storm of just like yeah <laughs> weirdness yeah because it was very much well obviously at that point very well perpetrated that um michael jackson was very into was very uh on good terms with sega because they obviously did the michael jackson moonwalker game and he was yeah. uh you know uh, a very big fan of the sonic games apparently and uh um, yeah yeah they, and they obviously made the whole game for him and then uh but then, yeah, that this transpired and it didn't end well. But they still used some of the tracks, even though he didn't like the yeah. way they sounded. It was <laughs> just, a, and so he was never credited. It was like so. It was always like it's like a quote unquote theoretical that he did, but it's not. The proof isn't there. But I mean, yeah, yeah. listen, listen for yourself. We, we all know. <laughs> listen for yourself. It's pretty obvious. Like, it, it, yeah, it, it absolutely is. It's, but it's it, funny too, because like, uh, but like. But my mom always tells me this story about how like 
because my dad was a is a big gamer too like he he played like galaga and stuff in arcades and stuff yeah. obviously that was the games of his time but like when the genesis came out my mom had bought that for my dad and then i just kind of was like nope this is mine yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I would play that. Like that, this became my console, and that was my my journey. I, I grew up playing Sonic, Golden Axe, Sonic Three, all the the Sega classics. Yeah, absolutely. That was that was my childhood right there. <laughs> oh man, Did you say Golden Axe? Oh my god. Oh <laughs> man, you're hitting my my uh, you're hitting me in the childhood right now. Um, oh yeah, I got, I got all my Genesis cartridges like literally like right in my right over here. It's just sitting oh, in a, amazing in a pile. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Golden Axe is in there somewhere. Um, oh yeah, I actually yeah, I so I, the Genesis was my childhood for sure. <laughs> actually, I actually think I have the first one on the. They had this number the six pack cartridge. They had the uh, what was it Sonic, uh, Golden Axe, Columns, um, Ooh. Uh, Super Hang On, I think, and then um, over the other two. Oh, it's gonna bother me. <laughs> I've only played that game, that's cartridge a million times. So you think I would remember? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sonic One, and then uh, Streets of Rage One. That's, oh yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That was that was all. Wow, I can't believe I rattled <laughs> those off. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can tell I played that one too many times in my my life. Um, but yeah, and Golden Axe was on that. Yeah, and I think I have the second Golden Axe on the, its own cartridge. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Like actually, uh, there's a, a game like an arcade that uh, was pretty recently um, started out in a in nearby here called GameCraft Arcade. They have like craft beer and like really sick arcade cool. games and and stuff. Some really cool um, old school games like um, House of the Dead and uh, a Crazy Taxi. Um, oh, classic! <laughs> um, oh God, I'm trying to think. Um, blitz 99 you know for oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, nfl blitz i love that yeah uh, uh uh i'm trying to remember uh, obviously like donkey the donkey kong asteroids the old mm-hmm. you know old favorites like that too classics pac-man yeah. galaga yeah of course yeah you know all that stuff but um yeah no it's it's just like i love i love going there it just rekindles a lot of that those feelings i had <laughs> um, yeah gr- growing up for sure <laughs> now this is actually now that actually made like kind of made me think of another good question. What's some of your favorite video game soundtracks? Ooh, that's a good question. I not, still uh, you might not even be a soundtrack, or so even just single songs from games, you know, what, what, whatever, you know, whatever way you want to answer. I definitely feel like the one that's first coming to mind is Mystic Cave Zone from Sonic 2. That oh, has such a funky bass line. Man, I love it, does. it so much. Yeah, man, that's a great song. <laughs> Very underrated Sonic tune that a lot of people forget about. Uh, you know, oh, obviously, so good. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the go-tos are you know green are like the Emerald Hill, Green Hill, and you know all yeah. the you know the really popular and the Chemical. You know, I mean, Chemical Plant Zone, too, you know, is pretty popular too. But yeah, a lot of people forget oh, about yeah. the Mystic Cave Zone, man. That's got a really cool, oh. <laughs> really cool. Like song. I, I actually like learned how to play it because I was just so obsessed with that bass line. It's so fun. Oh, it is nice. so fun. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's amazing. Yeah, now now I just want you to do video game covers, <laughs> <laughs> right? Make I've done it, Godzilla, I've done Batman, I'm just a natural progression, yeah, right? Come on, come on, Jason, <laughs> make it happen, man. That's that's what I'm here for. That'd be sick. Oh man, um, I'm trying to think of you know, there's ones that come to my mind. I mean, uh, Streets of Rage 2's OST just <laughs> burned into my head, like 
Oh yeah. A lot of those songs <laughs> I could probably just like hum hum like the whole thing, like <laughs> you know, just like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yuzo, I mean, Yuzo Koshiro was just such a genius uh, when it came to getting the most out of that that um, really bad sound card in the Genesis. Yeah, absolutely. H- hence why Michael Jackson was pissed. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the, the thing that's just amazing about those, especially the older games, is yeah. that like the, 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 the style that they were working with, like you have to write a song that is maybe a minute, maybe a minute and a half long yeah. that you're not going to get sick of because you're going to be hearing it constantly. Right. You have to write something that is catchy, only like a minute long, and he can't get sick of it. That's a whole other skill set right there that I just yeah. mad respect to those you, old composers yeah, who are able to do yeah. that. You basically just have to write like a minute and a half hook. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. It, Nothing it, but it, hooks. It, it's, a, it's just a hook, but it's like long. <laughs> it, yeah. It's, it's, which is not easy <laughs> to do. And they did it for like, and they did it like 12 times per uh, game because oh, there's like yeah, 10 levels of the intro, the outro, like. They, yeah. they did it so many times it's it's amazing yeah but i think that and definitely got obsessed with like uh, another one of my favorite video games of all time is kingdom hearts 2 and that has a killer soundtrack uh, as yeah, well yeah yeah <laughs> a little um, bit more a little bit slightly more modern so you got more orchestral stuff in there but i love it um oh oh god um how did i forget jesus i mean all pretty much all the old the nes Mega Man games Oh, of course, of uh, course. I mean, the fact of the the sounds that they were that Capcom was able to get out of the NES sound chip, I for that time, I mean, oh my god, that that's unreal. I mean, yeah, <laughs> what they were able to pull off there with doing that. I mean, those are classics, classic tracks. I mean, Doctor Wily stage from Mega Man Two, man. Good lord, what a tune that is, man. That's a <laughs> That is a jam. I mean, imagine getting that out of a, you know, eight bit console. Like that's that's wild. That's right. absolutely, man. I tell you, like when it comes to music, <laughs> man, video game music composers are so slept on, especially the right. old, especially the old school guys, because there was not yeah. a lot you could do, and you had to make not the most of what do. you. There was you had to make the most of what you had, and you had to find loop arounds to make what you it's, wanted. It's true. And uh, those guys d- just were fucking wizards when it came to working around that, that technology they had a lot of limitations on them but you know limitation breeds creativity so yeah. there you go <laughs> and then i obviously you know another one like smb3 comes to mind mario brothers super mario brothers 3 i mean oh, those are yeah. just some oh my Classic. god yeah iconic <laughs> i know i know like obviously super mario brothers had you know the first one had had the more like mm-hmm. i guess like one that uh kind of stuck with a lot of people more but i think smb3 100 had the better songs you know like yeah yeah like um it just there were just so many good tracks you know like i would like the the one like where you go to the you know the princesses in another you know like oh yeah yeah where the princess like it's just like this man it was just so good and then like the fight the um the koopa fights you know with the koopa kids fights the yeah, they were like, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I know, so many good songs on on Mario Bros. There's like, too. it's like songs like that. Like, it just you can't even envision somebody sitting down to yeah. compose that. It just feels like it's always been a part of the world. Yeah, it's crazy to think that like somebody actually sat down and yeah. wrote that out. Yeah, and it just feels like it was inevitable. 
Yeah. Also, the of the course again, get our man getting this technology to get that type of sound out. The Pokemon games. Oh, you know, yes. Your, oh, the OG <laughs> Pokemon games. I mean, God, there's just so many tracks in that that just have stuck with people for so long. I mean, they're still to this oh, day. Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, freaking Lavender Town. I mean. No, no oh, one was making I, yeah. that no one was making that in a game man that was just like yeah the time it's like oh my god this is the scariest thing i've ever listened to like and right? they, made, they made this come out of this little like this little cartridge that you know is I mean, this portable fucking console i'm like and this is like the most horrifying song i've ever heard in my life and <laughs> right and um you know and then i obviously like i think is like the best song in the game is the champion battle when you oh of course it's just it's just unbelievably good i mean that's like one of the most epic like video game tunes ever <laughs> it's, it's true <laughs> a whole uh, it's just a whole wave of nostalgia just whenever yeah. i hear that yeah it's uh i mean i tell you it's just those guys deserve so much credit um the old school composers of video games I mean, i'm not saying like the guys that do the music now are bad i mean you know that's they do really there's some really great osts and you know you know you obviously can do like real instruments now and like yeah you know and it's not a midi you know it's not a midi file anymore but, yeah uh, but uh um but yeah that's it's it's just crazy to me man i always just marvel at the, what those guys were able to accomplish and i i wish more like yeah people that follow music and stuff would talk about more of that because uh they they were uh pioneers they really really were truly absolutely absolutely in so many ways pioneers i mean really it's just incredible um they they really were the predecessors to like you know making like electronic music if you think about it yeah you know like yeah absolutely those guys really kind of set the 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 path for that you know like yeah it's it's true (laughs) like like that you really think about it like those guys kind of paved the way for for people to make music like that you know now it's uh it's they they deserve a lot of credit for that yeah absolutely they're they're legends yeah man um so back to kind of music for a little bit um now how would you describe your songwriting process jason like what what like what kind of goes into you like coming up with a song like do you come up with lyrics first? Do you come up with a melody first, a, a kind of a, a background track or what, whatever? I don't know. You know, tell, <laughs> tell, you tell me. I just, there's a lot of different yeah. ways people go answer this question for me. So, oh, yeah. Uh, for me, the lyrics are always the last thing I do. I hmm. definitely have had a lot more experience with the instrumental side of things. So that always comes first for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a, a guitar player before I was a vocalist and a vocalist before I was a, a lyric writer. So that is always the last step of my process. Now for like, actually like the first part, the instrumental part, there's a couple of different methods I use to get ideas. So I'd say the two main things that I do is either I'll just be jamming with my guitar and then i'll just have a voice memo going and then if i come up with something like oh i like that i'll just yeah. record it real fast save it for later deal with it later go back through like all my hundreds of stuff and be like oh i like that i can work with that i like that or i can work with that and then the other thing i like to do is i like to pull up just like a backing track on on youtube or whatever usually just drums or whatever this is especially if i'm coming up with like riffs and stuff and i'll just like uh metal drum track uh, 160 bpm and then i'll just 
play on repeat until whatever comes to me. Sometimes oh. I've done entire sessions where it's like, nah, I didn't come up with anything. But sometimes they'll be like, ooh, that's a cool riff. Ooh, that's a cool riff. I'll remember that. And then I'll write something with it later. Oh, nice. That, that's pretty neat, actually. Um, that's actually a really good idea to look for uh, drum tracks. Um, I never yeah. thought that. <laughs> it's helped me. <laughs> for, for some stupid reason, I never thought to do that. So that's actually a really good idea. Um, it, yeah. Do yeah, it's you, definitely helped. Do you end up like using some of those drum tracks in the songs or do you, how do you come up with those? Do you do that yourself? Ooh, so the drum tracks, I'll usually just come up with myself. So like my, my whole setup I have here, I have like virtual drums or whatever. Oh, then I nice. have a bunch of those like pre, like pre drum tracks or whatever, yeah. like presets and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I also have some preset grooves. Like I specifically bought a metal one that came with a bunch mm. of different styles of metal. And I'll just like, sometimes I'll just put those on random and then I'll see what, what I come up with. Right. But like, if I, there's a specific passage or whatever, like I don't have the right fill for this. I'll try to try my best to program it myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little I, bit, a little bit harder than it sounds. Yeah. I know. I can imagine. <laughs> I can't even imagine doing that. So, um, yeah, that's why I sent one of my songs I'm working too off to my buddy who is like actually yeah. good, good with like getting drum tracks and stuff and like can actually it's a do, whole process can actually, can actually do that um but uh yeah that's 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 actually really cool um I'm not a big voice memo guy I know that's like the mm -hmm. big thing now I don't like it um yeah. it doesn't, doesn't work for me um yeah, everyone's got their different process um, whatever works for you right I tend my weird thing I'm very weird um, in terms of, I write a lot of my lyrics first. Mm, yeah. For the most part, because I just have a lot of shit in my head that I just need to write about for yeah. essentially. <laughs> so it just kind of ends up being like, oh, like, okay, I could probably make a song out of that. Like, yeah. You know, it's kind of like, uh, I guess I've always been like into the creative writing sort of deal, you know, like ever mm. since, since I was yeah. younger, um, I enjoyed like writing thoughts and stuff about, um, my thoughts and shit um but yeah. uh yeah and then i That's... just i kind of like some months i mean don't get me wrong once in a while i will come up with a riff i just came up with one today you know and i just was like oh Ooh. wait what <laughs> like oh wow like i usually that usually follows after but okay like <laughs> but um yeah so sometimes yeah. I, I i don't always do that but like I, a good a majority of the time i do it's like what are the basis at least the basis of where the lyrics are gonna go you know like yeah have a theme you know and i kind of mm. um go from there but but yeah, yeah. No, i've definitely found that with like vocal melodies and lyrics for me especially most of the time i am not at my setup most of the time i'm busy either working or hanging out with my daughter or whatever so like most of the time i don't have time to actually sit down and like plan to write music so a lot of my ideas come when i'm nowhere near my music stuff so i like i will forget this i gotta write this down later and then i go is, back to it isn't that always how that works though like yeah Especially like if you actually like have the time to do it, that's like that's when I get my my writer's block with it. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, I finally have time to write something. I sit down uh, and I got a blank screen in front of me. Perfect, <laughs> perfect segue into another question. How do you deal with writer's block? <laughs> so Creative, I found for not me, even just writer, like, not yeah. even just writer's block, but like creative block. Even you know, sometimes it's it's not yeah. just the writing you know aspect. It's it's yeah. everything. Yeah, absolutely. I think the thing that kind of saves me from dealing with writer's block a lot is that most of the time I'm away from my setup. I don't have a lot of time to like 
I don't have a lot of dedicated time where like, yeah, this is my free time where I can sit and work on my music. So like, yeah, I was just saying, you have a five-year-old daughter. Being, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> five-year-old daughter. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a daughter that I'm raising. I work full time. I'm also editing a podcast and also oh, working yeah. on stuff for other people. So a lot of my time is away from my setup. And that definitely like, I don't know, I feel like it helps me like, because anybody who's like dealt with like, writer's block or whatever will tell you the same thing that like if you're stuck just walk away for a couple minutes and that's literally all i'm doing is like i I don't have time to walk away i have time to walk two for five minutes and then go (laughs) go back to my life (laughs) right right so when i walk away it's gonna be for like days not 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 like a couple minutes like yeah like wait no you don't understand yeah no i always laugh you know because like yeah i will like and I do the walk away, it ends up being like a month. <laughs> it's like, oh, sometimes that's what you need. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, it is. I forgot I was writing that. <laughs> was, yeah, it's funny walk- that, hap- that happens because, like, I know my uh, I think it was Villain was the first song that like I started writing for the EP, and then like I hit a little bit of a wall, and then I started working on all the other songs, and then I went back to that one. And which is funny because like it was the first like that that riff was some a riff that I've had for years. I had that wow. for like four years at that point, and I finally did something with it. But then I hit a wall, went to work on other stuff, came back to it. It's like it, you you never know. Sometimes it just happens like that. Sometimes you do need months to walk away from something and to get more ideas for it. So, what would you say is a favorite lyric that you have written? Ooh. So that's a little tough for me because I think of all the aspects of music writing, lyrics are the one where I get in my head the most about (laughs) because I've had the least amount of practice with it. Obviously, I was a rhythm guitarist for years that became a songwriter. So I dealt with like the, you know, the, the, the melodies a little bit, mostly just like the instrument part. So I never had to worry about writing vocals until like maybe towards the tail end of stuff and then writing lyrics is something I don't have as much practice with it. So I definitely get in my head about my lyrics. I think that takes me the most to do. But I definitely did like the little metaphor that I came with up with for the beginning of Downfall. The uh, uh, don't complain about the heat if when you're the ones who started the fire. I was like, ooh, I oh. did that. I came up with my own metaphor. Yay. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, a, really, that's a really good line. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah so I was that's, proud of that one. <laughs> I kind of reminds me a little bit of... Um, uh, a lyric from outshine by Soundgarden. Um, Ooh, good song. <laughs> look, 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 you look in California, but you're feeling Minnesota. You know, that's kind mm-hmm. of a, kind of in the same vein a little bit, you know, like yeah. a little bit of that, that, um, that, that weather association, you know, like the, yeah, it, I, I always love that. That's like one of my favorite lines in a, in a song. Oh, so good. Such a great band. <laughs> oh God. Get Chris Cornell is is so missed, man. I tell you. Oh man, Sam. Oh man, a legend. I I, uh, I was very sad that day. <laughs> I was yeah. I was like I still couldn't I couldn't believe it. I'm like that's not I can't be true. Like you know like that's there's no way. I'm like yeah. It was just just the the one two punch of Chris Cornell. Then a couple of months yeah, later, Chester, Chester was right there after him too. I know it, it was just uh, oof, that was a rough couple months. Was that like, was very rough. Yeah, I I mean I tell you, it's just uh, Chris Chris could write, man. That guy could write. Um, yeah, he's a brilliant songwriter. Um, 
it, whether it was amazing term, vocalist, amazing songwriter, yeah. whether in terms, the whole package. <laughs> in terms of whether it was Soundgarden, Audio Slave, or just himself. Um, yeah, man, I tell you, like a lot of people sleep on that last acoustic album that he did. It it's so good, man. Yeah, um, Higher <laughs> Truth, man, that's such a good album. I actually got to see him uh, support that album, like oh, nice. Right, you know, a couple of years before he passed away, and uh, yeah, it was an amazing show. Oh my god, oh, it was, it was so, yeah, so sick. He literally played the whole show like unplugged. It was oh, nice, it was <laughs> fucking amazing. I was like, oh my god, I was very fortunate. I got to see Soundgarden twice, and then I saw him. Oh, nice, then I saw him on his own. You know, that that's uh, that was I was very, very fortunate to uh, you know, before he went, you know, went to yeah. the other other side, you know, like, I got to see him, yeah. Speak three times so i was like all right you know at least i <laughs> at least i got to see him you know that's awesome um but yeah that's definitely one of my yeah, favorite definitely feel that way definitely, definitely feel my... that same way about lincoln park yeah <laughs> i got to see them a couple of times i'm yeah. glad i got i'm glad i did yeah yeah but that that's yeah to have that song lyric from from him is like just so that, that kind of reminds me your song reminds me of uh that lyric it's kind of that association it's with a huge the, compliment <laughs> yeah no i like that though it's just like you know you don't complain about the heat and you know you started the, you know, and the, yeah. <laughs> you know that's, I, I like that it's that's just that's very um it's simple but it's to the point and i like yeah. it sometimes that's all you need you know yeah um um but yeah that <laughs> that's a that's a really good lyric man i i like and i'm I, i'm proud of you because i know you're not like you know, you say you're not inclined towards it, but that's a really good start. You know, it's a really good step in the right direction that you're coming up with stuff like yes. that already. So <laughs> I yeah. think, I think you're fine. Just don't overthink it too much. I know, you know, <laughs> you know that it's like, yeah, I, and trust my me, own advice. <laughs> and trust me, it's something that I'm, you know, I struggle with too. Sometimes I'm a very much in my head type of like, you know, same, same uh, as you. And uh, I, I had the same problem for a long time writing lyrics and I would just be like constantly throwing shit out and getting rid of it um yeah i come back to it the next day and i'd be like oh i hate it now <laughs> it, it, literally sometimes you just got to throw that check your own ego it, it's yeah, weird absolutely it, it's like you have to just be like shut up dude like just write it just write it someone yeah. out there might like this you know <laughs> like it, it's true you yeah, get, don't get in your own way <laughs> yeah like literally if you're writing about like a hamburger even you know sometimes you never know. Like sometimes people want to hear yeah. a song about a fucking hamburger. You know, <laughs> like it's it's, it's gonna be my next song. I'll write it about a hamburger. <laughs> yeah, hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> the the ballad of the, the hamburger stole my hamburger. <laughs> he stole my heart. <laughs> yeah, or, or, yeah, like a blues song. Yeah, like oh, hamburger stole my heart. <laughs> but he stole my buns too. <laughs> something, something ridiculous like that. I, was, I oh god. It's the stupid, absolutely <laughs> stupid something so stupid i know I, now i want to write a song about like grimace or something <laughs> right <laughs> just write a whole album about the whole Mc, mcdonald's town <laughs> right just call it mascots i'm very, I'm very upset that, or i'm very upset that those guys are just not around anymore what, what, happened, right? what happened to goddamn hamburger and grimace and fucking you know like where, where do they go like Come on, right? <laughs> they took away all the play places and they took away all the mascots. Uh, Everything's the, changed. <laughs> the, the day the music died. 
<laughs> the day well, McDonald's died. <laughs> listen, if I want to crawl around in German-fested tubes, I will. <laughs> I will do so. God damn it! <laughs> if I, I want to fall in pee-infested ball pits, I will. I will goddamn do so. Don't take away my right? freedoms. God damn it! <laughs> oh man, good times, man. Uh, I mean, I miss, good I miss times. the the good old McDonald's playscape. Uh, so what are some ways you uh want to market yourself some strategies that you want to employ to try to stand out a little bit Ooh, i definitely feel like marketing is something i don't put too much thought into at the moment um i mean stuff like this is amazing though thank you for having me on the podcast it's yeah. a great that's probably the the hardest i've worked to uh to actually promote my stuff because most of the time I just don't think about it. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. We're already doing so much trying to like be like songwriters yeah, while yeah. also trying to be our like master mixing and also trying to like be our own content creators. You have to do this. You have to do this. And obviously we, we all see the TikToks, all the, the, the reels of like, if you want this and you want to uh, be a music marketer, you must be do, you have to do this. You need to post this. Your songs need to be this. It's like, I uh, I just can I just write music that I like? Yeah. Is that so bad? <laughs> so I, I guess my strategy is not caring. <laughs> I like it, but like there are ways. I don't know how to how am I gonna put this? Like, um, there's always nuance in all of these conversations. So yeah, go go for it. <laughs> there though, I don't like those videos that that you mentioned because they make um music seem like a formulaic process yeah um it is not music is not a mass produced well it, well they are trying to make it mass a mass produced happy meal yeah know, <laughs> more mcdonald's references yeah that's right that's like that's about the fifth mcdonald's <laughs> reference in this show i, I swear i promise right. you i'm not like a, a secret mcdonald's influencer or something <laughs> um mcdonald's please send some money my way though i would really greatly appreciate it um Send send some fries as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I I would I would most like I I had your double quarter pounder the other day. It was fantastic. The spicy chicken sandwich, great. Um, so yeah, some please send me money. Um, but anyway, yep, this is the McDonald's uh, episode. <laughs> yes, this is but this is not music. Isn't this is not a mass produced product? Um, I know some people want it to be, but it's yeah. not. <laughs> It's not, um, there, there's no, yes, there are certain things you could do in songwriting to mm. make a song catchier. Absolutely. I will not disagree yeah. with that. There are mm -hmm. ways you can structure a song, write a certain type of hook. And yes, people will probably more people will listen, but at the same time um it is important to not sacrifice your creative vision um yeah absolutely that there are ways to market yourself without conforming to a formula in the music yeah. in industry for me that is um boils down to a, like a, quite a few different things um one of the main ones really and it's as simple as this is just going out there playing live yeah it's a big thing right there be be the street team for yourself 
it's i mean the end of the day that is word of mouth it, it's been around since the neanderthals folks yep it's, it, it's <laughs> tried and true method right there it, it's still here as much as some people want you to believe that it's all you know online marketing now and this and that dude still the best way to spread the word it's still word of mouth yeah <laughs> people tell their friends and they tell other friends and blah 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 blah. you know it's that is the way to do it and live music is a great way to do that because you gather a bunch of people in there at once yeah. and you're hitting it's like i compare that it's like live playing live music for people that are there to see live music it's like compared to throwing your song out there in a, a world full of streaming songs that are all different, you know, it's like playing live in front of people is like firing a shotgun at like close range. Um, yeah. Other, the other thing where you're putting your music out there um, and hoping some people listen to it is like firing a water pistol at a, at a like, um black bear um yeah <laughs> essentially um it, it's it's um it's just a completely different um aspect of you you get the amount of people there and that are engaged and want to be there for music and you're there you're the yeah. you know you're the show yeah you might be with a few other bands you know like you obviously sometimes play with of other course. bands and, and stuff you know but Still, you know, they're probably going to be engaged for the most part, unless you're playing like a brewery show, which I never recommend. Um, <laughs> Background noise, right? <laughs> do not, do not recommend. Um, I always, I always say this, but like, it's, it's true. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Or, or sometimes I wouldn't know. mind playing like a brewery if I was like doing covers and stuff, but I would never do it if yeah. I was playing <laughs> my original music. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you're just going to be background noise. You're literally just going to be yeah. like, yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, at the end of the day, but like playing live really is the best way. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, you can really build a community that way too. Like, it, especially if you get people who like latch on to you yes. and like really like love, love your music and stuff, like just be friendly yeah. and like talk to people. Like, yeah. hey, we'll be at the merch booth after the show. Yeah. Just talk yep. to us. You That's know? it. Yep. Yep. And then that way you can get be some... amazing how much that works. <laughs> yeah. You could, you could also just produce a lot of good merch sales that way too. It's, yeah. That's true. And, um, yeah, and and not only th- and the other thing too, it's not just with the fans, but with the sometimes the other bands that you're playing with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, you know, if you make a good impression on them, you know, and they may have maybe the ones that are maybe bigger than you, and they have a little more of an uh, influence. Like, mm-hmm. and if they like you, and you weren't a dick to them, and you didn't bitch, yeah. at, them, bitch at them, or you didn't go and steal beers out of their <laughs> green room or whatever. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, you know, being just being a general dickhead. Um, then yeah, they probably will hype you up. Um, they'll probably yeah. want, and or they'll want to play with you again, and they will help exactly. get, you, get you booked somewhere else, and maybe yeah. somewhere. Hey, we got this. Uh, this this band jumped out of this show. Would you mind filling in for us? There you go. Right. <laughs> that's a and, whole other whole other crowd you're gonna get to get to play in front of. Right. I know that's like I think the most important part of marketing your music. Really, you just got to go out there and just put yourself out there and really like really put yourself out there not through promoted ads and you know and all that stuff Mm -hmm. that never fucking works it's a gigantic ripoff and it's just a way that Mm -hmm. facebook and instagram are stealing your money and um, (laughs) it just or doing tiktok dances and stuff like that no (laughs) don't get me started please don't don't 
I it's just so many dumb trends on that goddamn app now. It's just I, I just can't. It's a lot. <laughs> it, it is. It is a lot. It's it's just like it's very much just feels like um pandering um very bad pandering sometimes to a, a trend mm-hmm. you know it's like you know i don't know take yeah. take matters into your own hands i you know i don't know like i wouldn't i yeah. don't like piggybacking off of like stuff like that i i don't know personally yeah. i i just don't think it's very genuine and true to yourself but that's yeah my, and that's, like you know i i have a pretty hefty following on tiktok and i remember when i first started like like trying to consistently post on there a lot like I would see a whole bunch of these trends and even then I would pick and choose which ones I wanted to do because you know I'm not going to force myself to do something I don't want to do you can you can feel the lack of authenticity it's like oh they're just doing this because they want to jump on the trend as opposed to hey they actually have a clever idea for this you know you can feel that a mile away everybody can sense that a mile away like you you don't like making it people don't like watching it what's the point of torturing yourself just do what you want to do with your platform it's your platform have fun with it. Do something you want to do. Just don't just do a dance because you think that it'll get you more followers, yeah. you know, yeah. be true to yourself. Yeah. Um, that's what I, that's well, what I try to do. Yeah. And I tell you that I, I know like, the big thing I've noticed lately, I'm, I'm glad and I'm very happy about this is uh, um, the music video is starting to kind of make a comeback again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, uh, I'm glad for that too. I love yeah. music videos. <laughs> um, I, and I, I tell you, man, some of the, uh, the videos that some of these indie artists I, I see on TikTok and freaking everything that they're coming up with yeah. i'm like oh my god i'm like this stuff looks professionally <laughs> shot i'm like it's insane <laughs> i'm like holy cow i mean so man if you, god bless you if you have the money and you're able to put that effort into it people are going to notice that too you yeah, know absolutely. they're they're absolutely going to notice that that's it's it doesn't go unnoticed when you put that type of work and uh effort into your creative vision like that you know and uh I, I think that's a really good way to go if you can do it. You know, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Not everybody's a good videographer, or not everybody has the money mm-hmm. to do that. I mean, that's or know somebody who is a really good or, one. You know, yeah, or you know, it's it's so you know, and the video editing that's another whole nine yards there. I mean, that's yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, you're already your your plate is already like over spilling. Your McDonald's are flying out of the the, the plate. Your your fries right. are over here. Your chicken nuggets are over here. And now you're now you're just throwing a, a Big Mac on top of it. That's like falling all over now. When when you try to do the video editing, um, hashtag not an ad. It, it, no, absolutely not. I I don't I don't know what would ever make you think that. I mean, um. But uh, yeah, no, um, it's just yeah, because you're already your plate is really full, and then you're 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 adding that on top of it. So you just gotta be careful, you know. You gotta be uh, you know, cutting too much at a time sometimes. So you could do yeah. that stuff, but just make sure you're you know mentally you could do it, you know, and and like you have yeah. the you can. That's invest- how you bring yourself out. It's oh really yeah, really how you burn yourself out is trying to do way too much. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, you know, it's like I know everybody wants to be like the big label people that what they do it's like guys they got a team to do that for them <laughs> like yeah you guys are it's one true. person they, they got people on the books people yeah. on the books that are paid to do that every single day yeah man like, you're kind of do everything yourself they don't gotta worry about shit <laughs> like i mean it's, I, yeah it's literally not, their job <laughs> yeah i mean they gotta worry about certain things but not what the level of like they have they nearly would have to if they were on their own doing it you know yeah um, so yeah you just got to be careful you know you got to remember then that you aren't on a big label and you, you know you got a lot of this stuff is going to fall on you if you want to yeah. go that direction but uh it definitely could help you know if you, you know, make yourself stand out i mean 
you know, it's it's a it's like a peacock, fluttering, you know, fluttering his feathers. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. video, ooh, pretty things, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, absolutely, ooh, pretty colors. What's <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, yeah, it, it's the nature of the beast. You know, we're attracted to those things, so yeah, um, it gets attention, especially because you have to stand out nowadays. There's so much like I, I forget the statistic off the top of my head, but like literally thousands of hours. Of, songs get uploaded to spotify every day so like you have to really stand out these days it's oh, a lot yeah. it's a lot yep it's a it's a very crowded sea um yeah uh, it's a very crowded sea that um is full of pollution <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. <laughs> it is what i like to kind of call it you know it's it's you are s- kind of swimming for your life in there and uh, yeah you know, it's it's very very difficult. You know, it's, yeah, especially if you're trying to do it all on your own. Don't be afraid yeah. to ask for help. There's yes. people out there struggling just like you. Good good you advice. Know? Good advice. Um, how do you feel about the current music industry model right now? Mm. I definitely have a bit of a nuanced take on this because, mm-hmm. on the one hand, I think it's really amazing that somebody like me who has no industry connections whatsoever can just has the technology available to him for relatively affordable prices can write record mix master all of his own stuff and just send it off to all the same platforms that the big musicians use spotify pandora apple all that like that's really amazing that that big gate is not there anymore at the same time the i the, the system definitely is not favorable to musicians. I have tons of songs that have got well over a thousand streams. And I think I've made like maybe a hundred bucks off of all of them. It's, it's not a lot when you think about all the work that went into not just making them, but like mixing them, promoting them, all of that stuff. Like it's a lot. And artists are definitely not getting the, their fair shake in this deal, especially yeah. with like Spotify and all that going on yeah. right now. Yeah, if you want to make money in this industry right now, you got to play live and you got to sell merch. Um, yeah, it's, it's the it, only way you can. Honestly, you can't uh, live off of just streams alone. Yeah, I'm, you're not unless you you know you're getting you know however mi- millions and millions of streams, which uh, obviously and even then you're probably not getting that much in comparison. Yeah, <laughs> or no. you can negotiate directly with Spotify to say, hey, give me more, or you have a team that'll do that for you. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> you know? there you go, team. <laughs> theme that you don't have <laughs> you know oh so. i gotta be a lawyer too ah oh. let me go to law oh, school so great. I can figure out this aspect of music too yeah. <laughs> something else i gotta do on my own <laughs> all right yep yeah this is this is the undertaking that it, you know it is being in the music now it's uh it's, yeah it's, it's not easy um it's really yeah not. exactly um yeah and yeah the, like the pennies the fractions of pennies that you get and it's it's just not enough it's never gonna be enough and uh yeah yeah there's uh, you have to find other ways you know it's it's you can't just upload your music to a service and expect to just be like raking it in don't yeah ha- don't, exactly please don't have that expectation um yeah most it's, likely it's not gonna you, work that way <laughs> most likely if you're doing this stuff now you love it and uh um, yeah it's yeah absolutely um, yeah, so it's it's that's that's what it is now. It's like, <laughs> yeah, and like kind of going back to like the music marketing like discussion a little bit. Like, uh, there's tons of people who will always say like, you know, like make sure your songs are three minutes or make yeah. sure that they're not meandering or like do this and do this. It's like 
I, I, I knew all of that stuff, but like, don't, don't really just release singles, don't release albums and stuff like that. And I definitely Red had that mindset in my, in my, in my head. It's like, I know that's something that I'm supposed to do, but like, I personally feel as I'm sitting down and writing these songs, like this definitely feels like it should be a five minute song, a six minute songs. And like, like you've listened to the whole thing, you know, like my song haunted is like six and a half minutes long. It's like, yeah. You know what? I I'm going into the mindset that like this is the story I want to tell, and I feel like if nobody listens to it, if I'm the only one that like actually understands and likes how this came out, then I'm okay with that. I've made my peace with that. Yeah. But like, you'd be surprised by like just being authentic like that can actually really have an impact, and like you can kind of get away with like breaking the rules a little bit. That's what music is: it's making rules for yourself and then breaking them, yeah. finding ways to to break them. You know, like I, I have tons of songs that are like five minutes, six minutes long. I, I released an EP that's six songs. It's supposed to just release singles. Now I was like, no, I I have a vision for this. I like like I feel like all of these songs kind of like twist and weave and like fit into each other there's like an arc to this and i like how they all connect and i'm not going to get that if i just release five singles i don't you know i'm going to do it i'm going to do it my way and if nobody listens i'm okay with that and then surprisingly some people have actually listened <laughs> you know yeah. be being authentic and get you pretty far you know yeah who said don't make albums i want to fight them right <laughs> I'm, I'm so i'm so tired of that i'm so yeah. tired of that I am sick of it. I am so tired of this singles culture that I am so glad I've seen some more people start with doing albums more again. Yeah. I, there was just a period of time a few years ago, man. It's just everybody just got away from doing albums. And I just, yeah. I'm like, what the hell happened here, man? What did we, what are we doing here? Yeah. What yeah. the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Are you kidding me? Like, I, don't get me wrong. I love a good single, you know, like, but man, I, I don't know. I'm old school. And like, I remember like the singles were used to promote the album. Like that was the, what the yeah, single was exactly. for. It wasn't just to be a single. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> or if it was a single, it was going to be on like a movie soundtrack or some shit like that. Or, you know, like, something like that. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. Like, no, like now it's just like, oh yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the one. That's it. I'm yeah. Like, I kind of, kind of like breaking the rules a little bit. Cause you know, it's like, that's not the story i want to tell yeah. you know yeah, this is nah. not what i want my music to be at the moment and yeah I'll, I'll, maybe i'll change that later who knows but like you know i i came out with my my, my song scream as a single because i definitely felt like that didn't fit on an album or whatever right. but like i like having that choice for myself i don't yeah, like having right. being forced on me because right. i want to keep up with trends or like oh like tiktok people can only sit for two seconds make sure you catch them in the first two seconds like that okay yeah. uh, or i could just it do it true. my way it is if people true, like it and don't like it then oh well yeah. i mean I that is that is true though that's not wrong i mean like that is a very true yeah. thing and i do tell people that like you got to remember that if you want to mm -hmm. go that route you have to be quick mm -hmm. in how you catch people you got to hook them right away yeah i mean it really <laughs> that is true i mean i i will not i'm not going to disagree with that because i i tell people that all the time you know it's like that is the route you want to go and you want to try to take that route in terms of marketing and whatnot. I mean, yeah, you have to be, you have to get them right away. And, uh, Oh yeah. You know, it's, um, and then too, it's just, and it's just navigating that stupid algorithm that TikTok uses. Oh yeah. <laughs> they, they push certain videos that look a certain way. And then sometimes you just don't get the views because it doesn't yeah. fit their, you know, what they, are pushing at the moment and you know, it just gets lost in the shuffle and buried and fucking nobody sees it. So it's like, 
Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Frustrating. It, it's just too much to try and keep up with everything. Just do do what you want, I suppose. You know, it's a lot less exhausting trying to keep up with everything all the time when you're already doing so much as an independent yeah. musician. Um, what other smaller artists do you like and do you support? Don't Ooh. say, don't say me. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I please don't say me. I guess I, I'll be like, yeah, okay. My ass. <laughs> You're blowing smoke on my ass. Like, don't, uh, I'll wait until you have your song out. Then I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> okay. okay that, all right. That, thanks. All right. At least wait till I'm, yeah. Cause then I'll, then I'll so at least I think help, the... help promote my song, you know, <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> so the two that come to my mind are actually the, the one that I'm wearing the shirt of right now, Scarlet Siren and nice. where it lies are two really, really amazing local metal bands that I've really gotten into lately. Um, I really like Scarlet Siren because I was I was friends with one of their guitarists. I was in a band with them for a while for a, for a hot second before they went on and did other stuff. But both both of them are really amazing. They do like they do like metal, but more melodic. But I definitely they've been very welcoming to me and to just trying to build a community as well. They're always talking about like positivity in metal, you know, which is a message I really agree with. I really like that as well. They're just great people. They're really nice. They're friendly. They always. And, you know just open up their hearts they always like 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 just don't be an asshole kind of thing like like they'll literally be on stage and be like we're the opening band make sure you guys stay and watch every single band we'll be here all day at the merch table come talk to us say hi tell us uh, like all that stuff what you thought of music and stuff like that they're just it's amazing i love that and that's just such a great attitude to have like we're all in this together like we're all struggling musicians together fighting the same battles you know, trying trying to fight all the same algorithms, trying to dock down the same walls. Why, why are we going to try and compete with each other? We should be lifting each other up. And I really like that yeah. they they do that. That's that's cool. If you're an opening band, by the way, do not leave. Don't no. be don't <laughs> don't don't be that asshole. Yeah, do do don't, don't be do, that asshole. <laughs> do do not be that guy. You're you're not gonna like what happens. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you want to do the opposite of, of trying to get more bookings and like uh, um, good positive reputation in your local music community, that, that is what you don't want to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah. No band is going to be want to be like, Oh yeah, let's get the, the guys that ditch the ditch the show after they're done playing. <laughs> you know, yeah. Don't even stay for our, our set, you know, like it's not, said, not said nobody ever, not a good look guys. Not a good look. No, <laughs> it's not yeah. a good look. Especially if we're trying to build a community here, yeah. you know, no, we're, yeah. we're trying to, to help each other out. Let's let's, we're not going to ask them back if they're going to be mean like that. <laughs> right. Um. So my final question for you, Jason, is Ooh. what, what, and any other advice do you have for other indie artists starting to do this and um, taking this journey on for themselves? I know we kind of already hit a lot of the points, but, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I would curious if you have anything else you'd want to add that, you know, you kind of missed on. Ooh, I feel like we, we, we touched on a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm actually kind of, kind of impressed. We, we, we both have a lot of wisdom <laughs> oh, yeah. for, for the musicians out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just you know, don't don't get in your own way. Don't uh, don't be a dick. Try and be nice, and you know, be authentic to yourself. Don't uh, don't feel like you have to follow a trend just because you think that it'll get you more clicks. 
try and be authentic to yourself. If you want to do the trends and stuff, you can, but pick and choose, you know, find something that you really like doing, then that's going to shine through, you know, particularly because like I, on my TikTok channel, like I just started, like I started doing the trends and stuff. I would pick and choose them, obviously. So I wouldn't do like all of the cringy ones that I, I thought was cringy and stuff. But then kind of just like as a lark one day, I started like, like, hey, this is going to be a series where I learn how to play every single system of a down song. And next thing you know, I have like a thousand followers. So I'm like, uh, OK, hey, I got a niche here. What do you guys want to see next? And I got a bunch of people saying, hey, you should learn every corn song. Like, OK, I'll start that. Day one, learning every single corn song. Here's blind. It got like fifteen thousand views, like three hundred comments. So I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, yeah, in insane, insane. Like, oh my god, so many corn fans on this app. So I, I jumped up to like three thousand oh. almost like a month. It's like, ah, so be being authentic to yourself because like I never got those numbers just doing like dances and like lip singing, lip syncing to audios and stuff like that. I did that when I had an idea for myself. I thought it was cool and I put a lot of effort into it. And then now, now look where I am. You know, I, I have actually a, a following now people who are actually listening and I, a couple of people who have actually like saw the videos and are like, Hey, I checked out your music. I really like this song. Yeah, it's like, right. Oh my God. <laughs> that, that's still crazy to me that like anybody actually like, sought out my music because like i still have that mindset like it's a six minute song it's an ep nobody's gonna listen to it yeah. this is for me and then i actually have people come back and listen to it it's like yeah. oh that's that's like it's still mind-blowing to me yeah so yeah just be authentic to yourself don't feel like you have to follow trends you know but yeah. find your own thing and make sure it's still fun to you because like if you're doing something just because you feel like you have to then you're not gonna have fun doing it you're gonna burn out real fast find a way to keep it fun and interesting for you yeah, no offense, Jason, but I won't be watching any of those videos. I fucking can't. Stand oh no, I, I can't stand. <laughs> I, 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 they are one of my least favorite bands on the universe. Um, I, I I'm working through Lincoln Park as well. So I, can, I literally, <laughs> I literally went, I literally went to like a Stone Sour show, and then Corn was after them, and I just left. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'm out of here. I don't like Jonathan Davis. I just, I don't. I just do not enjoy not at all i i don't know what it is i just don't like yeah. you just you ever just, got their different tastes don't know like you ever just have those like you don't even know why like you're just like i don't <laughs> like them that's their that band for me it's corn i just don't know why i just don't like that, them. that happens. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why i just never what's that band for you i, I i'm curious like is there a band oh. like that for you you just don't even know why you don't like them but like you just oh, like, that's a tough one. Can't stand them. For some <laughs> oh, that's that's tough for me because, like, for the most part, I try not to like. I try to have a positive mindset going into into oh, stuff. Positive. There yeah, is just... like, but there is like bands and stuff that I don't like. But if I don't like them, I just I don't even think about. Them. They don't take any mental space in my head at all. I just push them out and I don't even deal with them. Except, so kid, I guess, except, except Kid Rock. Except Kid Rock. Fuck that guy. <laughs> except Kid Rock. <laughs> Talk about Southern pride. You're, you're a rich man from North, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I definitely like, I, I think with all the stuff with Aaron Lewis going on and Stained, all that, I definitely can't listen to Stained the same way anymore. Oh, that definitely has kind of tainted my memory. Oh, yeah. to be fair, like, they have one good song. There you go. I don't have to listen to that one song anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I so, like, I yeah. actually liked stained a little bit. Like, 
they were you know they had some good stuff but in yeah that time period but yeah and i wouldn't yeah. like i wouldn't <laughs> necessarily call myself like a stained super fan or anything but uh yeah yeah i get that for sure so um usually this is where i end the show but um we um had an interesting occurrence on the last episode of viral music hub um and for the first time ever uh simplified characters did a live song on the podcast is amazing by the way which was was <laughs> fantastic i had goosebumps on my arms and um they um now have put forth in motion a standard now <laughs> and they sure I, have <laughs> something, something that i now actually have to ask my guests because it was so amazing and now i want to offer that to any of my guests that um to be able to play one of their songs and jason is wonderfully volunteered to do so himself and uh he's getting his acoustic right now i know you guys listening oh, yeah. right now don't see it but um i will be posting a a video clip of this on instagram and with the like and tiktok so uh at some point so be on the lookout for the little preview clip of it there um but yeah what are we gonna what are we gonna hear to jason what's the uh what's the vibe well, I got my acoustic guitar here. I figured I would do my acoustic jam, Unconditional, which is my song that ends my EP, Desolate, is the last one. And it's, it's a very special song to me. I wrote it for my daughter, about my daughter, about being, being a parent and just watching this amazing, just amazing human being that I helped create and helped raise. And the, the joys that come with that, the fears that come with that. And it's also going to be the next music video that comes out, hopefully soon. My, my sister's working on that right now. So that's going to be very exciting. Very cool. Yeah. Make sure my headphones sound good. At any point, this doesn't sound good. Let me know. Does it deserve you? 
Right from the start, you stole my heart, and I have never been the same. I wish that I could shield you from this world, and that your heart will never ache. This world is cruel, the world is cruel, you made my heart anew, what would I be without you, I'm just so scared of what they'll put you through. This world doesn't deserve you. Good job, Jason. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, great job. That's Jason Vilch's song, Unconditional, off his uh, EP, Desolate. And uh, it's the last song on the on the EP. It's awesome. Great acoustic track, man. That was a great performance. Appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you taking the time to do that and be on the show, man. Uh, of course. Thank you for, for having me. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I listen to every episode as soon as it drops. And I'm, I'm very grateful that you're doing something like this. We, we need to support each other, and you're doing a fantastic job of supporting all of these musicians out there. Uh, I can't wait for it to be your turn. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Eh, someday. I'm not, I'm not rushing it yet, man. I, I, <laughs> Um, where can we find you on the socials, my friend? Uh, I just want to have that people know. Oh, yeah, that. yeah. So pretty much, I think everywhere, it's just Jason Vilchez Music, V-I-L-C-H-E-S, not E-Z. Uh, that's on Instagram. That's I'm pretty sure that's on Facebook, TikTok. I think the only place that's different is maybe my YouTube channel. But if you just look up Jason Vilchez, it should take you to me. I have the platforms everywhere. Twitter, all, all that as well. 
Yeah, and I'll have it in the podcast description so y'all can uh, click the links and find this uh, this wonderful man. Um, <laughs> thank and, thank uh, you. <laughs> uh, and everything he does. So um, again, Jason, thank you so much for being on. Um, appreciate it. You're a good dude and uh, appreciate your support always. Uh, you're, you're one of the good ones uh, for sure. Oh, thank you. Um, I appreciate that, being on here. Thank you. <laughs> no doubt. Um, yeah, uh, everybody, uh, thanks for listening again. Um, I'm going to be having another podcast coming soon. Um, doing it this week, but it'll probably uh, launch a little later um, with uh, Kayla Drange of uh, the st- band Stage Drive. And uh, sh- she does some awesome uh, acoustic stuff of her own, too. And um, looking forward to that. And then I got another one coming up next week. I'll uh, I'll uh, get a little more into that after I do the next episode. But uh, thank you all again for listening. Thank you, Jason, again. Um, Take care, and uh, I'll see you guys soon.